And welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast, the podcast where we study being social by being social. Got a hell of a guest for you today. TikTok superstar social media friggin' mega celeb up in this B. A brief from honest teacher vibes. But before we get into the the view, gay for interview. Don't forget, I'm on tour. Get your tickets at mrdtimes3.com. Our editor is uh, just had a baby, so I'm actually recording all of these episodes in bulk right now. So I don't know what week this is actually coming out. So cities I'm coming to, check the website, mrdtimes3.com, for tickets to Denver, Minneapolis, Oklahoma City, Madison, Wisconsin, New York, Buffalo, Philadelphia. There's some in there that I've definitely missed that you guys are going to be pissed at me for because you didn't hear. So I should probably do this thing called get up my phone to make sure that I didn't miss any. (laughs) Here we go. Edmonton, Alberta. I didn't say Edmonton. Bremerton, Everett, Seattle, where I live. I didn't even say my own city. And then the rest of them. I did get the fall tour might be out by now by the time you get this too. I don't know. Check this website, mrdtimes3.com. And if you're watching on the UBTube, subscribe. <laughs> the UBTube? Yeah. I think I might only <laughs> refer to YouTube as the UBTube from now on. <laughs> well, the voice you're hearing right now is <laughs> Miss Bree from Honest Teacher Vibes. First time to the podcast. I'm sure it's not the last. Bree, welcome. Hey, best friend. How's it going? I'm like super starstruck right now, though. You? Legit. You were like, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a stalker a little bit on your page. Oh, come on. I, I watched like all your things. I remember when you first got your dog. Like, I remember when you first popped up on the scene. You know, I'm just trying to be like you when I grow up. You messaged me for some pro tips. I sure did. Cute. I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead, slide up in his DMs real quick and see what that's like. I gotta say, ways. I have a couple comedy friends who are like very annoyed when new people start comedy, <laughs> but you got it. Like you have timing, what? you have you have emotion, you have mm. fret, like you're just natural. You have what you what? can't teach someone in comedy, and it's true. But I do have to, I have to hype you up a little bit too. Hey, I appreciate that, Joe Deasy. I'm gonna have to give you a nickname. I'm gonna give you a black name. I'm gonna have to give you a black name. <laughs> I can't. Wait. I gotta think on it though, because black can't. people give everybody nicknames. As long as it's not it. Lil D, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> it could never be Lil D. Good. Okay. Listen Ever. to this though. So my <laughs> my. Not my in-laws, because I'm not married yet, but I could be engaged by the time this comes out. You never mm. know. Mm. You never know, Bray. Could be right around the <laughs> corner. Who knows? Anyway, my partner's Morgan. His parents are the nicest, sweetest people in the world. Yeah. But they do, like my mom's side of the family. They are very like, oh, my God, our nephew is like kind of maybe famous sort of like they're just like very like excited <laughs> about it and like Morgan's family super chill about it which I love yeah. right and they know that I know kind of a good handful of like famous people and but they never talk about it they're very oh my gosh. they very much respect it as a career for me but his mom the other day we were together when he came into town and she was like ah. 
I gotta ask. There's this girl. She's so funny. Do you oh know my her? Gosh. And then she turned her phone, and it was you. Nah, yes, nah. ma'am. It was you. It I don't think you. I'll ever get used to that. It's like so surreal. When like, did that start happening? Have you been spotted in public yet? Oh my god, people recognize me all the time. Tell me, tell me. I think me. I kind of freak them out though because I'm like just as excited to see them as they are to see me. Yeah. And I don't know if they like expect me to be like a little bit more standoffish. Like I was in Slim Chickens the other day. It's like a little country restaurant down here. Shut up. Shut up. Is it wait, hold on, stop, pause. Is it a chain or is there one of them? It's a chain. <laughs> <laughs> it's not called Slim Chicken. Shut up. I never feel so country than when I talk to you. Anyway, <laughs> I was in Slim Chickens no the other stop, day. No stop. And this woman walked up and she goes, I just love you. And I almost went, I love you too. Because <laughs> I'm like, what did you say when people walk up and they're like, I just love Like they don't even say, hey, like, I just love you. Okay, girl, me too. <laughs> but it's, it's like really, really surreal. But you know what? My students keep me humble because the first time I got recognized in the airport, I came back to school and I was like, y'all, somebody recognized me in the airport. And they were like, honest teacher vibes. And my kids were like, Miss Rescindas Cap, didn't nobody recognize you in the airport. Don't nobody even talk to you like that. I was like, you know what? Shut up. Oh, y'all get your books out and be quiet. Y'all doing extra work today. Play with your mama. So my kids, they keep see what me I'm humble. Talking about. You see what I'm talking about? Keep going. They just keep me, they keep me humble though. But I, it is like the most surreal thing ever. I get recognized like every week I get recognized. And when I go out of town, I get recognized like multiple times. And so at first I was like, maybe I just have like a distinct look because of the braids or whatever. Like, cause, cause everybody else on the podcast is like, people don't really just recognize us. Like, I think me and Mr. Williams pre-K, we get recognized like, more than everybody else on the podcast. So now it's like a competition between the two of us. How many times we can get recognized when we're out in public together. Okay. So the podcast that she's talking about, again, she has the Teachers Off Duty podcast with Mr. Williams, who has also been on this podcast. Ooh. Yeah. So both of you did that together. You guys should take a listen to that after you take a listen to this. Can I be a guest on your I'm podcast? Nosy. And what? Can I be a guest on your podcast? Yeah, we okay. So I don't. We don't know. I don't know how to do that. I'm like an amateur at this, fam. Like I don't. I just. I just be saying yeah to stuff, and I'm like, yes. I don't know how to do that, (laughs) right? Like, oh, let me ask our person that organizes it first. I don't know. Like, here's the thing about me. I'm like, I'm just like a little country bumpkin, and I know that about myself. And I'm like, you know, it doesn't matter how many followers I get on the internet, like. I'm still probably not going to put lotion on my feet. Like I'm probably (laughs) not going to put makeup on. I did get my eyebrows done because I was like really tired of people being like, what if you have a thyroid problem because you ain't got no eyebrows? Like I was like, okay, wait, I'll get my eyebrows done. What? What? Yeah, it was weird. I guess people, once you get to like a certain amount of followers, they like don't see you as a real person. So then they just say stuff. Wait, wait. Oh, I know that. I know that. (laughs) I know that. That happens every day. Brie, people were literally, they will like say shit to my mom can't handle it. But people will be like, Joe, that mole on your neck is like the same color as my sister's. And she had four months to live. And then my mom's like, fuck, we're cutting it off. (laughs) It's bad. This is it. This is the end. Right. But but sometimes they're right. Like, I don't know. They they have been right about some stuff. I'm not shitting. Oh god. I'm not shitting. Like it's crazy. Like one time I was complaining about like something weird that was happening. And then it turned out to be like I had like some issue. Isn't that crazy? Oh gosh. 
I know. It was super weird. Okay, okay. But I I get that. I get what you're saying. But what are you talking about? How do our eyebrows relate to a thyroid problem? You know what? I have not the slightest (laughs) idea, but like I have a twin sister and we both like are. Yes. Are you serious? You didn't know I I am dead serious. I did not know you're a twin. Yeah, I have a twin sister. Her name is Made to Rise on TikTok. So she's got like almost 200,000 followers on TikTok. Wait, what and- the fuck? What? <laughs> and, wait, stop. Do you guys like do videos together? Sometimes we do. Yeah. But uh, not often. No, we live in okay. different cities. So oh, we don't oh. we don't do videos together often because we live in different cities. A twin. But people have seen her on the For You page and thought it was me. They were no, like, stop. <laughs> they were like, why do you have two accounts? I'm like, I, I don't have two accounts. They're like... And who is this white man in your in your videos? Is that that's not Joel? Because you know my ex husband were like really good friends, so people saw my twin with her husband because her husband's white too, and people were like, "Who? That's not Joel. Are you cheating on Joel? Who is that man in your videos?" I'm like, "Bro, that is not me. That's my twin." <laughs> I'm like, "You should have been able to tell it was my twin and not me because my twin will literally not get on the internet without makeup on." Oh, like she literally is like the first time I did like. I don't, I can't remember what I was doing, but she was like, are you seriously about to get on the internet with no makeup on? I'm like, people are starving in the world. I don't really care about my eyebrows or getting makeup done. Or like, your thyroid problem. Or my- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, when I saw that, I was like, what? Like, how do, and I have a sports medicine degree. So I had to read like a lot of like medical terminology and all that stuff. And I'm like, how does the hair on your eyebrows relate to your thyroid? I don't know. Sports I still medicine. Don't think it are you a second career teacher? Yeah. No way. Seriously. Oh yeah. I have said this. I have said this time and time again on the podcast. Second career teachers make the best teachers. Really? Oh yeah, for sure. Because you have uh, too many times. Do I go and speak to districts, Mm -hmm. and there's these brand new teachers who are just like, ah, I know everything (laughs) from the undergrad program, Mm -mm. right? But Mm -mm. then there's first year teachers who are like forty five. They were a nurse practitioner and they were like done working in the ER, but Mm -hmm. knew they wanted to work with kids. And they come Mm -hmm. with like this well-rounded view of the world outside of education. And it's like gold. I wish I could go back and like smack my smug college self in the face because I just thought I knew everything. Mm -hmm. Like I cringe sometimes when I go back and like read like you ever read one of your Facebook statuses from like (gasps) 2007 and you're like, can I please die? That was terrible. Why did I talk like that? I just thought I was so intelligent. I'm like, I just bet you feel so smart writing that. And I'm like, girl, you ain't have a clue, a clue. You can even buy a clue. No clue for $200, Gary. I read one recently of mine where I was like popping off like telling people I was like I can't believe that people will spend their money on blah 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 when there are children who I'm like you need to shut the hell up Joe Uh that's how I was I'm telling you I have read some statuses and stuff like just so me and my daughter just moved into a different place and I found some of my journals from like when I was in college and oh my god I was like please can I burn these like I don't want these. I can throw them in the trash because I'm like, my God, if somebody finds these in the trash and then they're like history in their history museum in like 2082. I'm like, nah, fam, we finna burn these page by page. Big bonfire in the South to burn these. I mean, it's like 15 journals. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Doing all this writing? Like what? Girl, you don't have work so to do. Funny. You are so naturally funny. <laughs> hey, that means a lot coming from you, though. 
Oh my you like God, Brie. You are like funny, funny. How old's your daughter? She's three. You have a three-year-old daughter? And she is freaking psychotic. I had to leave her at grandma's house while I was recording this because she would literally be all up in the camera. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. What are you doing? I wish you doing, she Joe? was. I come over there. I'm like, girl, if you don't get down. Wait till she's in kindergarten. Oh, child. Look, my daughter is like off the chain. It's the best, but it's also the, like the worst in terms of like crazy. They think they're 22. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She snatched her arm away from me the other day. And I was like, hold on, look, girl. I will look square up then. What you trying to do? Then my daughter, she, this is how a three-year-old tries to roll their eyes. She blinks real fast. I'm like, bro, are you rolling your eyes at me? She's like, no, mommy. While she's like blinking, I'm like, girl, I will pluck them eyes right up out your head. I'm the one that gave you those eyes. They cut my stomach open to take you out. Roll your eyes again. I'm like, you, I'm like, you throw a lot of shade for somebody who need me to wipe their butt. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You must stop throwing all that shade, little girl. Have you always been funny? And also, are you the funny twin? Yes. Okay. My twin is like, can you please be quiet? You talk a lot. And I'm like, you're right, but I'm still going to keep talking. But my thing is, I grew up in the hood, mm-hmm. and I grew up playing basketball with boys, and they will roast the crap out of you. If you can't make a quick comeback, or you don't know how to like check them back, you got to be quick on your feet. If you ain't, you're going to go home crying. And I was like, I ain't no little beast, so I ain't finna cry. <laughs> so I had, I mean, you got to be quick on your feet. Oh, my. You are just so Southern. <laughs> I'm so country. You know, like, my, well, so my man's Southern. My man's Southern? a little, he's a little North Carolina man. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Tennessee and Mississippi. I think they don't think we wear shoes down here or something. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man. I told somebody one time, we was at the Teach Your Heart Out conference, and I was talking to this guy. He's from, he was from like Miami, Florida. You know how people from Miami are. They just think they're better than everybody. But, but okay, I'll get to <laughs> Miami, but go off. I'm just saying, like, I mean, they fancy live your fancy life, best friend. Okay. But we down here eating buttered biscuits with a sausage gravy on them. Okay. So he was like, Hey, don't you have like a lot of followers on TikTok? And I was like, Yeah. He's like, Where are you from? I was like, I live in Mississippi. He was like, You have a following in Mississippi? I'm like, Bro, we got the internet and cell phones in Mississippi, fam. Like, I mean, he said that like we was writing on stone tablets or something. I was like, I thought I was going to punch him, but I was like, don't do that. He likes skin. He'll bruise. Do don't you? punch him. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> with you. Also, <laughs> you and I in a room together is going to be next level. Next level. You're in Mississippi? I thought you were in Tennessee. So I'm from Jackson, Tennessee, but I live in Miss- in Mississippi. Where? Like I live in the part of Mississippi that's like 20 minutes from Memphis. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. When I fly places, I always fly to Memphis. And I know people are dying for me to ask you this. What do you teach? I teach seventh grade ELA. I knew it. Okay, now let me say, okay, okay. Let me say this because I'm about to roast you, so you better hope you have your Jordans back on, like back in the day, because I'm coming for you. I'm ready, ready, ready. Hey, hey, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. So I'm, I stay ready. But, you know, people be snooty on the Internet, okay? Uh-huh. especially when they think you got a lot of followers and you don't read their comments. So the amount of comments that I get in my videos that are like, I, I, I hope you don't teach ELA. Is she an English teacher? Why are you talking like that? How come you can't even say? I'm like, first of all, baby, if you can't code switch, just say that then. OK, if you can't code switch, that ain't got nothing to do with me. Also, when people try to come for me, I'm like, listen here, I did an alternate route program. OK. 
So I ain't go to school for English. Okay. I got a sports medicine degree, people. If I use slang, that's my problem. What business is it to you? Mind the business that pays you because it ain't mine. So I literally, I have no shame when people are like saying crazy stuff about me being an ELA teacher. I'm like, I like to read baby, but grammar is not my forte. You just said mind the business that pays you because it, it ain't mine. To. It ain't mine. Oh, is it ain't okay. mine. this is also another thing I love about you. Uh, the, one thing I love, uh, like all Southern people in general, you guys have a phrase for everything. You have a phrase for everything. Like if That's you're about true. to get a bad grade on a test, the teacher's going to pop around the corner and be like, well, you know, it's better than being a buckwheat underneath the tornado. And you're like, what in the world? Like what? Like stuff that don't even make sense. I'm like, gonna like all. keep a tally of how many you throw out there. That was a good you one. You know what? Though. For the for the podcast, they've started writing down like when I say like when I say one liners or whatever, they they've just started writing them down. Like the other day we were talking about teachers working their contracted hours or something. And I was talking about I posted a TikTok about it. And I think it has like 3 million views. And there are people all in, the reason it went viral is because people who aren't teachers are in the comments arguing with people who are teachers about how we shouldn't complain about only working our contracted hours because we get summers off. And so I was just like, you know, I don't care if these people are mad. If they mad, they can put on a cape so they can be super mad. And Mr. Williams was like, what, what did, did you just make that up? Like, where do you, how do you, where do you, where do you get this stuff from? I'm like, bro, I'm, I really don't know. Like, I, <laughs> did you? I have never heard that. Did you make that up? It just comes to me. I didn't make it up like on that particular, in that okay. particular moment, but I've said it before, but I don't know how I made it up. Cause it just, it just comes to Let me. Let me tell you I this. I'm funny. Like I'm not you trying. You are funny I'm, AF. But stop. But keep going. But stop. No, I am. I, like, you, you got to know. Hilarious. You have to know where you stand in comedy because if you do not believe in yourself, nobody will. And after this, I'm done pumping you up. OK, but I could just listen to you talk for years and just laugh. You're just naturally so funny. No, it's not your accent. It really isn't your accent. Like you are just a quick witted, funny person. I appreciate I, this, that. See, that's why what you do online works. Well, 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 how many followers do you have on TikTok? 1.4. Okay, 1.4 million, everybody. She beat Mr. D by 0.2 <laughs> million. You know what? Holy Mr. Shit, D is actually famous in real life. So, oh, I mean, on. selling out stadiums. You're you know what I'm saying? Stadiums, so it's really like stadiums, oranges. Stadiums. You know? I just moved from the clubs to the theaters. Stadiums, still, like 15 years away. Is. But listen, but listen, but listen, but listen, but listen. The reason you have that 1.4 million is because you are authentic. It's because you're real. Like you literally just are yourself. I now know after sitting down and talking to you like this, that you, the one of the first videos that got me hooked on you, you were like walking through Target. I know you were just walking through Target with your camera on, weren't you? You were. You didn't write any of that down. You were just walking no, through Target with your do. damn camera <laughs> on and, it, and you struck gold. Those clothes were so ugly. I was like, look, I got to say something about this. This is ridiculous. Like, it just really drove me crazy. You know what, though? I tried to think of like every move, like every outfit I saw reminded me of a TV show or reminded me of a movie that I had seen. 
So I was just like, if I think this about these ugly AF clothes at Target, I know other people think this exact same thing because ain't nobody wearing these dresses. Who is out here wearing this stuff? Okay, <laughs> I know they only made this for the cast of The Handmaid's Tale. Because no! I ain't, I ain't... <laughs> get out of my podcast. Get off of my podcast. Get off. You cannot be this seen, funny. You cannot come in here. Nobody you... else out here in these streets wearing these clothes. I'm like, who is out here buying this stuff? I haven't even seen suburban been women wearing these clothes and they the ones that be wearing that stuff. I ain't seen nobody wearing these clothes. I ain't seen not a damn one of these, not a narrow of a dress out here in these streets and nobody wearing that stuff. Brie, I, like, you know how when you're in a parade and like at the end of the parade, there's a celebrity and then the mayor gives like you this key to the city. Like I am giving you the key to the podcast right now. You are literally <laughs> welcome anytime, literally anytime. You could call me at two o'clock in the morning, Mississippi time. I'd be like, yep, oh let gosh. me get my ass to the studio. Oh my Let's gosh. record. No way it is. You got the key. You know what though? You know, I'm like, I was like so nervous and I'm, I mean, I'm still nervous. Right now? Not on the podcast, but like to do stand up because oh, yeah. I know y'all are like Bree's really funny, but like mm-hmm. there's a there it's a hard transition from you know what I'm saying it's different when I'm when I'm recording TikToks and stuff it's just me and my phone like it's just me and my camera like I can be I can erase stuff and start over you know what I'm saying like I I, do. I don't have to be funny on the spot. Let you know me what tell saying? you about the transition between like the internet to comedy, but hold on, let's do a commercial break real quick. Okay. Okay, it's different. And I'm glad that you said that, too, because it doesn't always translate. Now, the difference is, like, I was doing comedy before I was doing, like, anything online. Like, I had been doing stand-up. So, but after a while, you realize that the internet can be your open mic. It can be your platform. So, I do, like you, a lot of the times where I'll just, like, Mm -hmm. film myself walking around and throw shit at the wall and whatever sticks works you know Mm -hmm. but if it gets a big response online I then take it and write it out for the stage because the reaction online told me it's funny enough to work you just have to like rework it on stage and the other thing too is that it will take you a while to like people will say find your voice Mm -hmm. like but if you can hit a stage doing what you're doing right now killer like i'm telling you like i'm telling you like don't don't think too much about it just talk to them just talk to them (laughs) like you are like your normal happy self like because it's so relatable and you're so likable and you're so funny that it's just gonna like happen for you right well we gonna see next week (laughs) but what makes you most nervous about it i'm i just am not used to like standing up in front of like a large crowd of people, especially like people that I don't know, because I mean, again, I'm like a person that has never met a stranger and I could talk the pain off the walls. Like ain't never met a stranger, but there's something about like the pressure of like having to be funny because I never like, I can't, I feel like I can't be funny on cue. Like if you were like, say something funny, I'd be like, bruh, I don't know what I can't be funny on cue, you know, but it's like, it just happens like in natural conversation. But I think it's just nerve wracking, like to just stand up on stage in front of a bunch of people and try to be funny. Did you want to do stand up before any of this happened? Heck no. Really? I still don't want to do stand up. Really? (laughs) Really? I don't want to do it. I still don't want to do it. Are you sure? I'm like 100% for real. But it's like one of those things where it's like, 
I would be like stifling myself if I didn't try to do it because of the amount of people that have said, hey, you probably should try to do this. Yeah, a lot of comics start like that. I mean, no, this is a lie. What you're telling me is a lie, actually. And I'll call you out because I got the receipts. You were 100 percent in my DMs well over a year ago asking me about stand up. <laughs> was it a you, year ago? Yeah. Oh, well over a year ago because you had a little I tickle like in the that back. was like three months before, ago. Three months. Three months. Do you want me to give you the exact date? <laughs> nah. Oh, oh my oh, God. I knew that person that got them receipts. I'm going to do like, it. You ain't going to lie because I got them receipts. But you had a, like a little tickle in the back of your head. I had a little tickle because people kept like saying something to me about it, but I'm still a chicken. Like I still... I would still do it. Wow. How Dude, far away ago was it? Almost uh, just over a year ago to Are the you serious? date. Yes. You first messaged me on February 4th, 2021. Are um, you kidding me? Was I? I don't think I might have been. Oh, drunk and you, that were, day. you were asking me, you started asking me about like how to navigate like the internet and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and then you started, yep. You almost almost a year ago, you started asking me about stand up on August twenty second, two thousand twenty one. On what day? August twenty second. That's weird. Why? Like, if there was another way to make money, I probably would strip or something. I don't know, but <laughs> my stage name would be delicious. I don't know. Like, I probably would do. I'd do something else, but on a stripper vibes. But I mean, it is. It is. It's a little nerve wracking. And I think like y'all are like actual the, the comedians that I know, like y'all can all transition between like teacher comedy and doing actual comedy that has nothing to do with teaching. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I can't get up at like an open mic or whatever and like crack jokes. I just feel like I wouldn't be funny in that respect. Like teaching is just humorous in itself because it's like an absolute crap show every day. Every, every day, day I'm like, do I work at the circus or do I work at the zoo? Or is this the circus at the zoo? Like I can't really tell which <laughs> one it is. And, and everything's on fire and there's poop and pee somewhere. Always. Always. And vomit. We'll so to me too, they're like, can you talk about other things that teach than teaching? I'm like, yes, and I do. And you should come to my show to mm-hmm. know that I do. But other comics just talk about their lives. And me talking about right. teaching is me just talking about my life because right. I do it. But every once in a while, Brie, I go to a show unannounced and I do that. I did it this weekend. And I do that because if I go to a show unannounced, it's rare that my fans will be there. And if my mm-hmm. if it's if my fans aren't there, it's gonna be predominantly not teachers. And mm-hmm. I do that to still tell myself, you got it. And to still remind okay. myself that the content's relatable. Cause I can get a crowd of people who are not teachers still howling over this stuff yeah. because it's just it's not talking about teaching it's talking about your experience your life your view of it because like okay. you talking about teaching is going to be different from me talking about teaching mm-hmm. you know yeah hold on i'm going to ask you more about your students in a second let's do another commercial okay. real quick middle school was that like mm-hmm. what was why what was the choice there i'm very anti middle school people know <laughs> this it smells they stink. I'm not going to lie to you, big dog. They funky. It smelled like a cattle ranch and a Subway sandwich, like wrapped in one. It's it, They stink, okay? They singe my nose hair sometimes. I'm like, how do y'all not smell yourselves? They don't. God, they they can't smell themselves because it's covered up in Bath and Body Works and X. I'm like, God dang. 
It's not like the sewage system and bath and body works had a baby up in here. Y'all, y'all need, like they know, don't come up in my classroom spraying nothing or it's going to be something. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be something. Don't spray nothing in here. <laughs> They're like, dang, Miss Richard, why you got an attitude? Because y'all stank and it's 7 a.m. <laughs> did you want to teach middle school or did it just happen? I think it just happened. So what happened was, what had happened was, I was just kind of floundering around after college trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And for some strange odd reason, I happened to substitute teach. And I was like, oh, OK, this is kind of cool. These little kids ratchet. But I'm like the patron saying the ratchet kids. So I was like, I can handle it. And I was coaching girls basketball, too, at the school that I was that I was substitute teaching at. And they were like, hey, we need a long term sub because the teacher just quit. And I was like, all right, bet. So I went in to long time sub for an English class, but I, because I had a sports medicine degree and I was coaching, I was like, Hey, as soon as I get my certification from my alternate route program, it's for PE, not for ELA. I don't want to teach English, man. I got in there and started teaching English after like two weeks. I was like, Hey, so uh, let me talk to you real quick. Um, after I get my certification, I'm staying at ELA. So it just kind of happened. Like I was subbing at a middle school. It was like the grade that I ended up just staying like continuously subbing in. And I just happened to become a teacher. But I can't do them little kids because they be peeing on their shoelaces and talking about, can you tie? Can you help tie my shoes? My mom said, you'll help me wipe my butt. Ain't gonna be a big dog. Mm-mm. And I can't do high school kids because they too big. They look grown. And the way they be talking crazy, I forget that they children. And I probably neck punch one of them, snatch uh-huh. out their trachea. And I don't look good in orange. So I, I don't even open a bag of Cheetos because I don't like orange. I ain't going to jail for nobody. No, okay? no, not your kid. Mm-mm. So, I mean, middle school just kind of fits me. But I did leave teaching for six weeks to go work for board teachers full time. And then I missed the classroom and because I'm crazy. After six weeks, you knew that? Yeah, I went back. I was like, I quit. I'm going to go back to teaching. I still do stuff with board teachers, but I just... Teaching is just in me, like being around the kids and be, they get on my damn nerves sometimes. But it just I feel like it's something that I'm supposed to be doing. Like my life felt kind of weird without it. So I ended up going back and I'm in seventh grade now, but I've only ever taught sixth grade. But when I went back, they had already given away my sixth grade position. So I had to teach seventh grade. I told my principal, I said, hey, big dog, let me talk to you real quick. I don't never pull no celebrity card or whatever, or nothing like that. But. Can I please go back to sixth grade next year? Cause I, <laughs> and I'm talking about every time I see him, I'll be like, Hey, I'm going back to sixth grade next year. Right. He's like, Miss Richardson, I told you I was going to work it out for you. I'm like, I'm just making sure I'm just, I watch him all the way down the highway. Sixth grade, sixth grade, sixth grade. He run from me when he see me coming now. I'm like, you want to put me back in sixth grade? I ain't standing up here with these seventh graders because I will go straight to jail. Ain't going to pass go or collect $200. I, I did cannot. sixth grade one spring and shit. I love sixth graders, man. Do you? And then I did I like fifth them. grade and it was even worse. Like, no, I can't do fifth grade. Listen, Mm-mm. okay, fifth grade, fifth grade is the bane of my existence. I can't. <laughs> sixth grade was also horrible. And then like I, I always like it, with the exception of going from fifth to sixth, mm-hmm. every year that I would get lower and lower was better and better for me until I got down to kindergarten. Really? And I was like, this is my place. Uh-uh. But this is why I say this. I think it's don't you think that it is like 
completely ass backwards that a teacher in this country can get a certification where you can teach kindergarten through eighth grade or sixth grade to twelfth grade. Like that is those, very weird. Like those gaps are so big, and yeah. I'm just qualified to teach a thirteen year old yeah. or a five year old. Like that's well, crazy. I think it furthermore shows that teaching is really a lot of on the job training because. Yeah. That's why they're so because we I mean, we just need teachers. So, I mean, it, again, teaching is on the job training. I feel like they think if you can teach if you can teach whatever your certification is or whatever, if you can teach it to kindergartners, you can do the on on the job training to teach it to eighth graders. Like, I think it is weird to me that I could teach sixth grade or I could teach 12th grade English. I'm like. They're writing like research papers and you're ready to go to college. Like, bro, I'm not good with grammar. All these kids gonna fail. Like, I I can't be their 12th grade teacher. But I probably will always unless they try to make me go to a different grade, I'm probably always gonna teach sixth grade. I don't like fifth grade, they too little. I don't like seventh grade and above, they too big. I like sixth grade. That's like my sweet spot right there. Cause when they first get there, they scared of everybody and everything because they just came from elementary school. So you can kind of threaten them a little bit. Then the second semester, they start feeling themselves a little bit, but they already had you for a whole semester, so they know that you ain't the one, two, or three to play with. (laughs) So, you know, they kind of, they be chill. Now, these kids are like sharks. If they smell blood in the water, they're going to attack. So they know which teachers they can try and which teachers they bet not try. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the thing is, too, is that, well, I think, like, how you feel about seventh, I feel about fifth. Like, Mm -hmm. too big too yeah. much like because that's when their sassy little attitudes start mm-hmm. and I literally Stanky look at attitude. them and be like you don't even want to know what I'm thinking right now because you will cry <laughs> the hardest tears you've ever cried ever. in your life ever. please get out of my face mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and it's just like oh I can't like the way mm-hmm. they get under my skin I'm just like but this is why I've always said too teachers need to keep advocating for themselves on what they want to yep. teach. If you know that your heart is in kindergarten, why are you right. accepting positions in fourth? Look all right. over. Continue to right. look. Because don't they sometimes make y'all move though? Like middle school. Sometimes they, it's garbage. That is garbage. But elementary, but do. yeah. Don't they make y'all move in elementary? They do sometimes. They do sometimes. It's wild. Yeah, I would literally cry. I'm like, well, they, soon, oh, they didn't make I you had move. been in my you school for four for four years. They never they didn't make me move until I left. How long have you taught in total? Me. This is your fifth year? Uh, this is my fourth year. Your fourth year. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Jeez Louise. No. See, you're one of those babies. People oh, say yeah. you're fourth year teaching and they think you're you're a young little slim chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I can't stand you. I ain't saying no more names of these country bumpkin restaurants down here. Listen, I ain't gonna do it. One of the things we do on podcasts is I always get wild emails from the fans to write us yeah. and then you and I can just talk about it and I pulled some good ones for you. And now Ooh. knowing you more, I think I really pulled some good ones. Do you think you can handle this? <laughs> Let's do this. This one's called Witness to a Murder. Oh gosh. Hey Joe, love the podcast. Thank you for letting us vent. While I tell you the story, keep in mind that I had to go back to school as a first-year teacher while all of this was taking place. I was the only one sober at a party where a kid from town and a college student, who was my friend, got into a fight. The kid from town went missing and was found dead six months later in a neighborhood town. I was one of the last people to see him alive, fighting my friend in an alley. 
I had to testify against my friend and was the only one who gave the police an actual account of what truly happened because I was one of the only sober people at the party. Only the police knew this information. When they found out that our friend killed him maliciously, He's now in prison for a life sentence. A few months into my first years of teaching is when the trial started. I was subpoenaed for the trial and had to explain why I had to take a leave for un for an unforeseen amount of time to my principal and my superintendent. Could you even imagine how embarrassing this was for me? What kind of episode of Dateline? It's AB twenty twenty. Baby, that was that was the episode of 2020, episode of Dateline, episode of the first 48, all wrapped into one. What the hell? That is insane. That is insane. That's one of the craziest stories I've ever heard. That is but hands down. I do have to say, I have always wanted jury duty. I've always wanted jury duty. What? Have you ever Absolutely had it? Not. No, and I heard it is born, born, born. Oh, I want it so bad. Okay, first of all, picture me on jury duty. Like, if they're all going to disagree <laughs> with me, it's going to be like 12 angry men. I'm going to sit in the corner. I'm going to be like, you are all wrong. I am not changing my mind until you all flip your minds. And that's how this is going to go. I can oh see gosh. them making me, you know, juror number one has to, like, say the verdict. Yeah. If it didn't go my way, I would be juror number one and I would stand there and I'd be like, <laughs> we the jury. And by we, I mean them, them. <laughs> think that he is guilty. But for the record, sir, I don't think that. So oh my fuck gosh. all them. Have all your homies and whatever oh and gosh. everybody else. Look them up on Facebook and come to their houses and kill them. But I am not the one. I thought you were good. You're cool. You look great. You look good in that tie, sir. Like, I would not. That would be me. I would not play around. When I watch other cases online, I'm always like, ooh, I wish I was on that jury. She had to be subpoenaed for an unforeseen amount of time. What would you say to your boss? I would tell my boss the truth. I would tell him because, I mean, I'm like a I'm a truthful person. Like, I would just be like, hey, big dog, let me talk to you real quick. So I was a little big dog thing online. By the way, yeah, it's, it's like my thing. Oh, it's but do you do it every time you're talking about your boss? Nah, start that. Okay, <laughs> so I was like, hey, big dog. My boss is like one of the most serious. My principal is like one of the most serious people I've ever met in my entire okay, life. Okay. I'm kind of scared of him a little mm-hmm, bit, mm-hmm. so I would never actually call him big dog to his face, and he doesn't really watch social media or anything oh, like he that. He knows. So he knows. He knows. But I would have been like, hey, big dog. Let me talk to you real quick. So. <sighs> The other day, I was man in the business that pays me at a party because these kids stressed me out. So I had a little something to drink. Oh, we are going to be friends. Um, it turned into a couple of something to drinks. And then, but not as many as these other people was having. And then somebody got killed. And I was the only person that was sober enough to see it. So now I got to go to court. I need to be off. Okay. Okay. We cool. You got a sub. Can you cover my class? There's oh, a, they murder, had a sub. They had a sub at your school? Wow. No. Oh, must my God. Be fortunate. No. No, subs are like unicorns. You see one, you're like, is that a mystical, mythical creature? What? Brie, that's exactly. It's like an out of body experience because we don't ever have them. Okay, I got to tell you something too. The school that I used to work at, I took off to be to like continue touring. Yeah, I only started teaching kindergarten because I my whole tour was canceled and I had the degrees and teachers were leaving like crazy. So I was like, I'm healthy. I can go back. Right. So I started teaching kindergarten again. Yeah. Well, then I was going back on the road and I went to 
like go get my job back. And they're like, oh, you're going back on the road. There's still COVID. And I was like, I respect this. So I decided that I would just sub in the building, right? Mm-hmm. Bree, the day I came back as a sub, the teachers were like, their heads were turning like it was mean girls. When the girls walked back at the building for the first time, they were like, because <gasps> they like did not think I was going to do it because they weren't going to give me my job back. And then here I am, like, saving the day as the sub. No shame. No shame whatsoever. I, I did. I felt no none. Subs. I felt none. You want to do another email? Please. That, I still, that was, baby, that right there. That could have done it. Okay, here we go. Hey, Joe, you want stories about kids thinking like they're animals or creatures? This goes back to we did this on the podcast a while ago. Well, I had the pleasure of teaching a fire-breathing, long-clawed, mythical dragon. Yes, I had a girl who thought that she was indeed a dragon. Throughout the day, my parrot and I were greeted with her fiery breath and sharp talons. One time during morning meeting, we tried to redirect her behavior because she was pretending to claw other children while we played an innocent game of follow the leader. She put her claws away and started to make a movement with her feet, or shall I say her toe claws? she liked to call it. It took everything in my power not to burst out laughing as my para would make eyes with another from across the room as the room was lit on fire as she became a dragon. Needless to say, that year was never boring. Oh my gosh. I, that's, I that's why I love elementary. That's why I love like, Hey, you ain't no daggum dragon. Now sit up and be still. <laughs> if there's a fire-breathing dragon in here, it's going to be me because you won't stop acting a fool and now I got an attitude. <laughs> If you're a fire-breathing dragon, at least light this building on fire so we can pull the so alarm in GTFO. Hello. <laughs> Hello. That's why I can't, I can't do the look kids. And when you when we tell stories like that, people really don't believe us. People I'm don't like, believe us. Mm-mm. Nope. No, she thought she was a dragon the entire class period. I'm literally not making this up. Bray, like, they I had literally a, don't believe us. I had a girl one time when I was teaching fifth grade. She had this, it, we had this like huge butterfly on the wall that was made out of wire. Right. It was like a wire butterfly that was kind of like the wings were wrapped in like nylon, like pantyhose material. Like it was like crazy. Anyway, it had eight little legs that were wire and she placed it on her head. Well, it got stuck, stuck, like stuck, stuck in her hair. Like I could not get it out. And she was bawling and bawling and bawling. The only way to get her um, to stop crying, I typed in haute couture fashion show and I showed her like these fashion shows of women with like huge hats and then she was like oh my god you're right I do look like one of them you can't listen teachers we can think on our feet on your feet that's why teachers and comedians are the same thing hello that's true that's very true that's why people are like I mean if you can stand up in a room full of middle schoolers you can stand up in front of you know a crowd full of people and I'm like okay (laughs) <laughs> Bree, I loved having you on the podcast. This is fantastic. Thank you so much. You guys like really hype me up. I'm like, D. Joe D said I was funny. Mm-hmm. This is what I want you guys to do. <laughs> pause, press pause and go follow Bree at Honest Teacher Vibes. You're not going to be disappointed. Bree, where else can people find you? What else do you got going on that they can do or find you or see or whatever? And what else do you want them to know? So my YouTube sucks right now. So if you guys want to follow me on YouTube, that'd be awesome because it's like really hard to grow YouTube, but whatever. So I'm really trying to follow me on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> Subscribe, like, share. I'm also doing the Teachers Off Duty podcast. This podcast I have with Mr. Williams, Pre-K, Miss Rogers, and Miss Woolley in fifth. And then we're doing the Board Teachers Comedy Tour over spring break. So I don't know when this airs, but 
the the tour is March 13th through 21st. We're going to like seven different cities in Florida. Florida. And I have a twin sister. Her name's Made to Rise on she, TikTok. Where does she live? She lives in Jackson, Tennessee. Oh, so she's still in the Tennessee Sea. Yeah, so we live like an hour and a half away. Do they have slim chickens in Tennessee or only in Mississippi? <laughs> No, I hate you. I'm going to ask Morgan when I get home if he's ever heard of Slim Chickens. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if they have it in North Carolina. Well, we're going to find out. Bree, thank you for coming on the podcast. It was awesome, and I'm glad to call you a friend. Hey, Doe. I really appreciate you. Thanks. <laughs>